I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Kenzie Fell. And I'm Anne-Marie Singleton. Now, I think even for our listeners, too, I think what's important is um, we might be right, we might be wrong, but one thing is we're not afraid. Our goal is to get you to think about things a little differently. And we're unscripted. We just have free reign for 20 minutes. Welcome to Side Effects with an A. I'm Scott McGowan, host of Side Effects. We've got a, our co-host today is uh, my good friend Mike Sutman. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. Good morning. Great. And we have a, uh, an incredible guest today. Actually, we have a couple events inside McGowan Braben or Dayton office in Cincinnati. So uh, welcome uh, Jason Hellickson, CEO of Regenex. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, I appreciate your time. I, you know, I think for, uh, for our listeners, obviously we're going to get into what we're going to talk about. Uh, this is ortho uh, biologics and what does what does Regenex do? But I think for our listeners, which is really important, is like where you came from. So you were the chief operating officer of Holmes Murphy. Correct. Yes. For how many years? Well, I was at Holmes Murphy for twenty four years. I started when I was a sophomore in college. And we were uh, we had dinner last night, so we were talking about that. But for our listeners, the mindset is you understand the role of a broker. And a Correct. consultant. Absolutely. And then you also understand kind of the issues, the big issues that employers face every day in controlling this big, gigantic thing called healthcare spend. It's a huge spend for them, and finding interventions that can, you know, reduce that trajectory of that spend is really critical. And, and from a, you know, a, a spend standpoint, the area that we're talking about today with Regenex uh, is orthopedics. I like to throw in orthobiologics because I think it makes me sound smart. Um, <laughs> but it's, 4.5% of the GDP? Is yeah, it's $850 billion a year is spent on orthopedic uh, surgical care in America. And so Regenex is an alternative to orthopedic surgeries. Exactly. We're, we, what we like to call it is interventional orthopedics using orthobiologics, right? It's your own healing cells, um, and it allows employers to add a non-invasive option to their health plan. So tell me, orthobiologics, what is that? It's uh, that's the healing cells that happen within the body. So to try to make that part simple, when you break a bone, your bone um, heals on its own. But why does an ACL need a surgical encounter to resolve that issue? It's really because uh, inside of the ACL, there's not two there. The body doesn't have two of the main healing agents available to it. So inside the bone, you've got bone marrow, and inside of bone marrow, you've got mesenchymal stem cells. Those are an orthobiologics, right? Outside of your bone, you've got a good blood flow. Inside of blood, you've got uh, blood platelets. That's another orthobiologics. You add those two together, and that's how the bone heals on its own but they're not available at the joint level, and that's I think, what we bring. Yeah, I think one of the things that you explained to me, too, um, when we were in Dallas at a conference, which I really liked, was, like, when you sprain your ankle, um, your ankle swells, right? and that's blood right. going to that to, uh, to, to heal. Right. So that's, that's a natural part of the healing process, and I think one of the things that uh, I, I didn't understand is obviously with some of the joints, like, that's hard to do. It's hard to get blood to those joints. Exactly. When you don't have blood flow inside the joint, it's it, then the healing just doesn't begin. And that's why orthopedic surgery was invented. It's a, and orthopedic surgery is an absolute need for society. So I'm not here to downgrade orthopedic surgery. I'm just, we're just here to add another alternative that's non-invasive to allow the body to heal on its own. Isn't it true? So if you think about this from the highest level, pain equals a doctor's visit. Matter of fact, you said the number one reason why people go to the doctor is for orthopedic issues. Exactly. So pain equals doctor. Doctor, in the most part, equals prescription drugs. Right. Might lead to therapy. 
right. which that could lead to surgery, right. which leads to gigantic spend. Right. Here's one other thing that I like to say to all listeners when you think about, you know, uh, orthopedic conditions. The, and this is a takeaway. In an acute orthopedic case, like a sprained ankle, what everybody's been known to do in the past is ice and ibuprofen. Get rid of the swelling. That swelling is absolutely critical in the first three days after the acute injury. So I would tell every listener, allow that swelling to occur, meaning no ibuprofen and no ice for that first three days. That's when the most healing happens. And it's a really critical step. And that's something that every listener can take away as a simple thing that relates to how the body heals on its own. You know, it's interesting. That's something I'd never would have thought of or done. You mentioned that it's an alternative to orthopedic surgery. How often is orthopedic surgery appropriate versus Regenix as an, as an alternative or orthobiologics as an alternative? Great question. And in every case, it's a little different, right? So every case is individualized. But by and large, when you look at it from a macro perspective, Regenix can intervene on roughly 70% of all orthopedic surgeries. So when you look at that $850 billion number, we can intervene on 70% of that $850 billion number, and we're reducing the orthopedic spend for employers by up to 70%. So it's 70 of 70, and it's a dramatic impact to uh, society. That's fantastic. Wouldn't you say also, and I think you know, in a lot of articles that we've read too, um, and I'm not picking on providers here, but for um, a lot of um, systems, their largest profit center is orthopedics. Right. So it could be back fusion, could be hips, could be knees. Right. I mean, it's a massive profit center for, for, for systems. Absolutely. You know, and what we're trying to do is change the mindset and change the thinking. It's thinking of things differently. Um, but we all know in society, the, you know, the commonality is to stick to what was the case. And so these kind of environments that you guys have created at McGill and Braybender are phenomenal. It's to look at things differently, look at them from a new perspective, and then see where that can take us. And that's really what I've endeavored to do at Regenix. We've talked a little bit about the cost savings that might be available as using Regenix as an alternative. Tell me about the effectiveness of the procedure versus the orthopedic surgery. Great question. And again, I'm going to you know preface this by every condition and every pathology is a little bit different, right? So you've got, I would take one step back and say you've got chronic conditions and acute conditions. When we can con treat acute conditions like an ACL, we've done a randomized control trial on our ACL um, uh, uh, procedure, and it's been proven inside of that randomized control trial that we're healing that tissue, right? Uh, the same randomized control trial has been done on orthopedic surgery. Now, it varies across the United States, but it's been proven that compared to uh, placebo, which is uh, physical therapy, that it hasn't been effective. So we're actually healing that ACL. When you look at chronic conditions, it's a little bit more complicated because you've got you know, degeneration that's happening at the joint level. But we do have a randomized control trial on knee osteoarthritis, which is a major thing that happens in the United States. The alternative surgical encounter is knee replacement. And that randomized control trial has proven the effectiveness of our procedure. So it does vary, and no medical procedure can be a guarantee uh, by and large. But the effectiveness when we can treat Right, and again, we can only treat on 70% of the cases um, that are out there. So we refer people on to surgery about 30% of the time. I think one of the things that, that was interesting, too, because we were talking to actually a provider that performs Regenix, so Beacon Orthopedics. Correct, yes. 
And so from, a, from, a, from an employer standpoint or a, or a payer standpoint, and I'm talking about an employee or, a, or an employer or self-funded employer, right. one of the questions we ask them is, like, you know, if, if a hip or a knee, let's just say, is $30,000, and you're willing to surrender revenue for Regenix, and maybe let's just say it's 5000 or right. or, or $8,000. I know I was curious, <coughs> why would you surrender that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone would say intuitively, I want, I, w- I want more. And I think what th- their answer was, was profound and made sense to me is, hey, we're in the joint restorative business. Right. We, we, we don't want to cut. Now, 30% of the time, you tell us that you, like, cutting's necessary. Right. It is necessary. Right. And it's, it, that's exactly right. So, you know, Beacon is where we want most when all orthopedic providers to go to, right? And it's joint restoration not replacement, and, you know, going through all means prior to, right? Um, so that's that's a great example of where we want the pathway to go, and we're hoping other orthopedic providers across the country will follow that same pathway. Now, that being said, I would also tell you that about 40% of folks that encounter an orthopedic surgical um, uh, 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 review, right, so they go to the doctor and they say they need orthopedic surgery, 40% of them put that surgery off because they're scared of that surgery. They don't want the pain. They don't want to be associated with it. Those types of folks are also great folks that we can treat in a non-invasive option to help them alleviate the pain that they're you know, experiencing because they're putting off surgery. Go a little bit deeper into that process. Mm-hmm. They go to the doctor. How do they find out about Regenix or an alternative to the surgery? And then once that's proposed, what does that mean? Yeah, so we work with every employer that that signs on with Regenex and brings the Regenex procedure to their self-funded health plan to make sure that those employees actually utilize the service. Because it's one thing for the employer to decide, right, based on some of the things that we've talked about. It's another thing to make sure that the employee's engaged in that. So we've got a very thorough engagement model that we've built, what I call the Regenex implementation and utilization model. And what we've seen is one simple thing that we've added to that to that model is a Regenex benefits card. Scott and I were talking about it this morning. I've been amazed at the utilization of that, right? And that just has made the employee aware that this is an option of care. And we have to stay in front of them because it's episodical, right? Meaning when the episode occurs, they go back to what has been the care pathway in the past. And so they need to know that this is an intervention at that episode. So we've got multiple strategies to make sure that they're informed and can make an informed decision. And I think for our listeners, too, I think what's important to understand is um, uh, what we're, it, it's almost like step step therapy for prescription drugs. Amen. So I've got this really high-end, uh, Humira, for example. Right. Hey, my, you know, so what would happen is an insurance company or disease management say, hey, we want you to start here. Right. So what we're saying is, hey, I bummed my knee, I tore my meniscus, or I tore my ACL. I can go to the doctor, get a pain med, and decide how I'm going to deal with that. Right. Next step would be therapy. I don't want therapy, surgery. Regenex, what, and how the strategy would work would be all we're asking people to do is explore Regenix as an option. Amen. That's exactly what we want. We want the employer to make an educated decision to add Regenix, and we want the employee to make an educated decision to have the procedure. They can. It's their choice, right? It's a medical choice that they get to make. It's just to make sure that they know that it's a choice. That's really the critical step. What is the procedure itself? Physically, what is the, the patient 
in for? Absolutely great question. And and sometimes I I over I don't think of adding and sharing that. It's well, you a, sound really smart when you use all those big words. I'm yeah, glad you're doing yeah, the presentation yeah. and not me. But the uh, funny. So it's it's a needle-based procedure, right? It's a needle-based procedure using your orthobiologics, the the healing cells that we talk about that we that we take from the body. So it's autologous, meaning it's your own cells. Uh, they go into our laboratory on site, and then it's uh, and then it's condensed to the right cell dosage, right? It's the right amount of healing cells based on our research that dates back to 2005, and then those are precisely injected right onto the injured tissue using a needle, right? So obviously, it's much less invasive than the surgical option, and that needle is placed via uh, ultrasound or what we call image guidance to make sure that we get the cells right onto the injured tissue to allow for that healing to occur. Now, this isn't new technology. It so, is not. But, but what makes Regenix different? Great point. You know, I would tell you there's two main things to try to make it simple. Research, founded on research, and continually based on outcomes. Right. Yeah, Mike was telling us last night at dinner uh, on your website, right. which is regenx.com. Correct. Um, and Mike, you were bringing up that the fact that there was a study on the website. Yeah, the, there, I was really. It's it's a real live data study. So as people are having the procedure, you're tracking the the results on both uh, improvement in pain, uh, I think joint uh, improvement, and right. uh, I forget the third. But there's you know it's pretty simple graphs that tells you the number of people that are currently in your study and what the results are of, of those studies. Yeah, we've been tracking the outcomes of these patients that we've treated. And I, you know, I just have to commend our founder, Chris Centeno, for doing this the right way to begin with. He wanted to make sure when he was doing this treatment, when he started this and founded this, this field in 2005, that it was for effective treatment. Is that it, it everybody that's in the study? No, well, every, it's a registry, so people get to choose whether they participate. The got fortunately, it. we've got, I think, over 30,000. I don't know the exact number of people that have That's actually. That's fair, but yes. you're not choosing. You're asking people. Right. They say yes or no, exactly. and then they go into the study. Then they go into the study, and what it's allowing people to do is make an educated and informed decision around the procedure, right? And so you can see if you've got a knee ailment that we can treat, you can see online how that has done in the past for other patients. It's allowing them to make an educated, mm -hmm. informed decision. I don't think there's an orthopedic provider in the world that provides this service. Well, and then for our listeners as well, you said, you know, the consequences of surgery, and mm -hmm. you've got like four or five of those, so just pepper those off. If I go into surgery, I at risk for... Uh, well, infection, one, mm -hmm. very high risk. Unfortunately, it all adds up to potential death, right? So you've got, out, yeah. Yeah, you've got, you've got a, a range of, of, that's what I call it, the range of things, of complications between infection and death. And, you know, fortunately, that's very limited, but it still needs to be part of the decision-making process that you take. So we talked earlier, you mentioned earlier about how this is such a great uh, alternative for a self-funded employer, mm -hmm. primarily focusing on the costs. Right. Do you see more fully insured carriers covering this, or if they are, are they slow to the uptake, or, or are they doing it? Well, yeah, we we actually have a few, uh, you know, third-party administrators that have proposed or bringing this solution to their their employer groups, right? So Maritain's a good example of a mm -hmm. larger TPA that's bringing the Regenix service to their employers for them to decide to add it. So I can tell you that, you know, not the fully funded plans, uh, they're not changing their medical policy presently to add Regenix because this field that we're in is a interesting field 
right? Uh, what I call the the broad-based orthopedic or stem cell therapy field is very interesting. It's not all great, right? And I, I, I will say that from the very beginning. So we try to distinguish Regenex from that field. Uh, and over time, that's going to prevail. But it's going to take time for this field to unfold properly for society. And, and you also do business with, you know, obviously UMR. So Correct. United Medical Resources. Yep. Owned uh, by United Healthcare as well as United Healthcare, and you know there's other uh, carriers or TPAs that believe in this uh, that believe in this model. So, right. one of the things for for our listeners, um, if I was going to have this surface uh, service, we're talking to Beacon Orthopedics right now. So mm -hmm. that that's an outpatient service. So I would go right. to Beacon. Right. Fair. Yep. Exactly. You would go to one of our providers around the country. We've got over 60 providers around the country, and we're growing very fast. We've got 20 that are contracted that are going through the education piece. So what's that? Another 30% growth in the next year, and that, that should continue. Uh, so, you know, in you know, 2020, we'll have well over 100 providers. So we've got providers across the country that can really partner with self-funded plans, even if they've got locations all across the country for their employees. Do I go once? So if I, uh, uh, for a knee, do I go once? Do I go twice? Great question. Uh, you know, the procedure that we talked about, that the needle-based procedure, generally it's a one-time occurrence, right? So generally it's a one-time occurrence. If we're treating, you know, the degeneration issue that we're talking about, it can be multiple uh, procedures over a period of time to yep. make sure that we're changing that, that what we call that, that, that environment, that cell environment within that knee uh, to a healing environment versus a degeneration environment. We didn't get a chance to talk about your personal story and how you got involved in Regenex, but um, you've had the procedure, right? Yeah, you know, it, it, the only way I got involved with Regenex is I was trying to avoid a spinal fusion and a shoulder uh, rotator labral tear. Uh, unfortunately, in 2008, I had shoulder surgery for the same pathology, rotator cuff tear and labral tear. And I honestly, it was a good outcome, but it took me a year to recover, and I do triathlons. And I had the same issue on my left shoulder, and I didn't want to go through that recovery period. And that was the only option provided to me, and I just sought other options. And when I found Regenex, which I did a great deal of research on, so I was the consumer at the time, and I was very you know, impressed with their website and the you know, outcomes database that we have, I chose to go to Regenex, ultimately had a phenomenal outcome. I was swimming at six weeks, guys, and my lower back had never felt better in 20 to 25 years because I was avoiding a spinal fusion. What was the, uh, so you had rotator cuff surgery the first time. You had yes. surgery. What, what in 2008. But what was that recovery period like? Uh, very difficult. I mean, that's why I didn't want to do it again. The first six weeks were brutal, right? I was sleeping, sitting up, which meant I didn't sleep. And the pain associated with the physical rehabilitation was dramatic because they injure tissue to repair the tissue. It's just the natural aspect of orthopedic surgery. So you've got that recovery of the injury of that tissue plus the recovery of the tissue that they treated. And so it just takes a long time in that surgical environment. Compared to the orthopedic, the interventional orthopedic environment at Regenex, you know, I was, I, was, I was back active the following Tuesday after the Thursday procedure, right? Hmm. I was sleeping fine. I was back active, not fully active, right, because you've got to make sure we're healing properly. But at six weeks, I was swimming again. And does Regenex follow with uh, physical therapy after that or...? 
Absolutely. We've got post what we call post-procedure physical therapy protocols that are different than the surgical encounter because we need that healing environment to maintain itself properly. We need those cells to know what to differentiate into. So we, in every case, we send that, that employee out with a post-procedure protocol. Well, I'll tell you, I want to thank you, uh, A, for coming in and bringing the idea. We, we've been digging into this for a couple months now, and uh, we're adding it to the McGowan Braybender self-funded health plan. Yeah, thank And you. I've heard a number of people that are lining up that want to be first through because, like you, you go through any organization that has a couple hundred people, and invariably you've got six or eight That'd that be. are dealing with pain and just trying to avoid the surgery. Right. right. And I think what we're saying, too, is an option because – there is a percentage of people where th this just is not going to work. You exactly. Need a joint replacement. Exactly. Or you need surgery. Exactly. So we, you know, we've got a candidacy process that we take people through, right? And we'll be able to inform them whether they're a good candidate for our procedure or not. If they're not, we refer them on to surgery. It's a great intervention to the orthopedic care continuum that's out there presently. Are there, are there risks? You mentioned the risk of uh, associated with orthopedic surgery. What are the risks associated with? Uh, orthobiologics and how often do they occur and what's the worst case scenario there? Yeah, great question. So Regenex did the world's largest safety study in what we do, right? And less than 1% of the procedures that were within that study had any ill effect. Those were all a local uh, infection, all treated successfully with an oral antibiotic. So it does make sense. The risk that we're presenting with a needle-based procedure is really no different than a blood draw risk. So when you compare the risks of the two, that's how I would compare it to make it simple. And if you have a fear of needles, you just got to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, because everything that we do is with local anesthetics, so you're not put under, right? So you do need to, you can look away, right? But sure. you are awake during the procedure. You don't feel it because you're under local anesthetic, but you do need to be uh, aware that it's a needle-based procedure. If it's really bad, they just show you the needle, you pass out, <laughs> and you're good to go, right? Right, yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Well, I can't thank you enough for, Juan, coming into uh, Dayton and, and um, talking to our customers about this. And, you know, starting off, we talked about the fact that this, is, this consumes well over almost 5% of the GDP. Mm -hmm. It's 15 to 25% of the spend. And I think for also for our listeners as well, what's really important, it's roughly 80% of your workers' comp spend. Exactly. It's exactly. a really big deal. You, um, your organization proposes that, you know, it could serve as a solution for 70% of the mm -hmm. population. You right. have 6 million members. Right. You have case studies on 17,000 people. Right. So you've done this more than one time. Right. And the fact that um, it, is, uh, it is proposed that you can reduce spend by as much as 53%. Yes, depending upon the joint, we're reducing spend up to 70% in total. And in some joints, it's 50% of what the spend is. Some, it's more. Spinal fusions, we're saving generally people a great deal more. Uh, so it's, it's just, it is a, just a great option. I also want to just commend McGowan Braybender for leading, right? You guys are leaders. You're thought leaders. You're looking at this differently. And that's a critical part to, you know, what I think is a responsibility that you have is to bring these kind of innovative ideas to self-funded employers to allow them to make a thoughtful decision. So you guys have done a lot of work to bring us here, and we're thankful that you've done that. Jason, I appreciate that. Uh, before we wrap, just mm -hmm. give me a rundown of the, the typical procedures that uh, Regenix is a great option for. Are there some that it's not an option uh, in, in a specific procedure? Great point. We treat every joint in the body, right? So from the head down to the toes, for everything from ligament tears, tendon tears, uh, cartilage tears, 
degeneration of each of the joints. So shoulder rotator cuff, shoulder labral tear, uh, hip labral tear, uh, joint replacement for shoulder, hip, and knee, ACL, MCL, PCL sprains and tears, uh, TFCC uh, tears, uh, carpal tunnel is a major treatment that we do. Uh, so really everything from the, the, the head down to the toes, anytime you're contemplating or feeling an orthopedic pain, and you don't want to have surgery, this generally can be an option for you. Well, uh, hey, Mike, thanks for being here today. Uh, Jason, we're going to be with you all day. Thank you very much. I think you can also go to mcgowanbraybender.com. We'll also have some information out there about Regenex. You sent us kind of the playbook, which kind of like unpacks it from the highest level. Right. Also, if you have any questions, you can email me at scott@healthierbirthdays.com. And I uh, can't thank you enough. Thanks for, uh, for um, um, being in our city. We love this place. You'll be in our Cincinnati office as well. And uh, have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you.